0: Ryan on a straight drop on first down.
1: Back going to throw. Jones is there. It's caught. Julio stays in. Hit the pylon. Touchdown Atlanta. They are throwing punches here. Multiple guys are swinging And officials also. Now heard. they're still going after Michael Crabtree. Crabtree now they're going after Crabtree. Is fighting a cave to lead. The kick by Boz. Long enough. High enough.
0: Burkett in the lineup, to the left
1: of the quarterback, takes the snap, he throws left, touchdown! Yeah! Rob Gronkowski! In, in your face! In your face! With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by
2: Domino's. Oh, it your is, ladies and gentlemen, lucky week 13 in the National Football League. Andy McNamara with you. This is TSN 4 Downs, and we are delivered by Domino's great big show for you today. NFL Network reporter James Palmer stops by. We'll talk. Some Eagles and swing around all the storylines from the NFL. Also, your fantasy football playoffs are starting. Next week, DraftKings analyst Adam Leviton, one of the finest fantasy football minds out there. He will join me. About a half hour time, so we'll talk about some DFS. That's the great thing about the daily play in the DraftKings and stuff like that. Cause if you're out of your playoffs, you can still play. You can still enjoy fantasy football. So we'll talk to Adam Leviton, get to the big three picks, my fantasy football sleepers, and our own DraftKings contest brought to you by Domino's. You can go to draftfree.com right now, draftfree.com, play the NFL pick style game. So not the salary cap stuff. You just pick which player in each group you think he's going to have the best week. And there's eight different groups. Very easy to play. Lots of fun. Myself and producer Mike Skrzyniak are in on it there. And Skrizi, uh, despite it being week 13 and almost playoff time in fantasy football, my other favorite week of the year is when it's Domino's Pizza 50% off week. That sounds oh baby. delicious. Oh, baby. Till December 7th, 50% off any pizza at menu price when ordered online at Domino's.ca. So you can get, if you want an extra large Scriz for yourself, you just want a veg tomorrow... And just have a whole day of football. Oh, that's just breakfast. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Well, we got to get Skrizz some uh, medical help. That's, uh, <laughs> that's for the new year. Uh, but, but you can do that. 50% off any pizza. Go to dominoes.ca at menu price. I like, I've come across this, Skrizz, a little bit of feta. Feta cheese. Feta cheese. Really? It's a phenol- game changer. I thought, you know, I like feta on like Greek salad type of thing. I'll like, oh, try it. Hmm. It's, it's but what great. else do
3: you get with it?
2: Well, I, I just get other normal toppings. I get green pepper, mm. uh, pepperoni. I like the ham. The Domino's ham is terrific. Little light mushroom on top. I'm more of a uh, roasted red pepper, ooh, chicken and bacon crumble kind of guy. Nice. Yeah. Some ground beef too. Try the try the feta though. I like. That. I like cheese, so I guess <laughs> I'll have to. <laughs> you can double, triple, quadruple up whatever you want. Domino's.ca. Skrizz, uh there is a. Ton of news to get to. Something that came down about 20 minutes ago, courtesy of Adam Schefter on Twitter. Eagles have signed wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey to a four-year, $52 million deal. And it's going to be uh, $27 million of that is guaranteed. Wow. Pretty good deal for both sides, I would say. It's not bad. Like Alshon, this was a prove it year. It was a similar situation for Terrell Pryor, although Jeffrey, of course, is a lot more proven at the wide receiver position, but it was, all right, going to take a year, gamble on myself, and get the big money for Troll Pryor. Well, that didn't work out too well for for old TP. But for Alshon Jeffrey, 27, five-year deal. I guess really when you look at it, Squiz, it's probably only with the guaranteed money, a three-year deal, takes him to 30, and then you can kind of figure things out from there. But you get a big-body, chain-moving target for Carson Wentz. You reward good
3: play. So $13 million a year puts him in the range of like a Des Bryant, a T.Y. Hilton, a Demarius
2: Thomas. That's fair. And that's pretty much where he is. Yeah. I'd rather Jeffrey than Dez, despite his good Thursday. I'd right rather now. have him probably over Demarius Thomas as well. Oh, with this quarterback situation now? For sure.
3: But, yeah, no, good deal for both sides. Carson Wentz now has his number one target locked up
2: for a couple of years. The Eagles just keep doing the right things. They keep doing it, man. All right. So, a couple poll questions we got. Poor Eli. And I, listen, I don't care... If you're not a Giants fan, you're in the division, whatever, it's not like you could ever hate Eli. You could think he's a goof or the, the, the GIFs on Twitter are funny, whatever, but he's... Oh, unless you're a Patriots fan. But you can't, well, yeah. So, woof. But nah, But in general, you can't dislike Eli, and what a hose job. Ben McAdoo, who's going to be fired, by the way, you're going to have a rare blow-up. Of that Giants front office. Ben McAdoo is done. He has lost control of that room. It is done. You bench. You do that to your two-time Super Bowl winning champ? And Skrids, I heard what came out as well as they said to keep his streak alive. They said, Eli, we'll start you the game. And then after the first quarter first put somebody quarter, in. First half. Yeah, and then Eli said, no, that's fake. Right, because yeah, you're going to tarnish the streak. That's you, not the whole right. point of the streak. Exactly. So, it's, it's just the streak for the streak. So kudos to Eli for doing that. But the question then comes up with... Eli Manning, how much of this year and the Giants struggles do you put on him? Because, oh, yeah, you're without your top three wide receivers for the majority of the year. What team can overcome that? You haven't been able to run the ball you can't, ever. For, you don't have for for an O line. No O line. You can't run the ball. Your top running back is Orleans Darqua. Actually, he's not who's doing been, that
3: bad this year. <laughs> who's been
2: okay, but Skriz, that's only the last few games. No, I hear you. Right? You come in with nothing on the running game, so you're automatically one dimensional. Teams can figure you out. You lose Odell Beckham Jr. You lose Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall wasn't even doing anything when he was playing. No, but that, that was the offseason acquisition. He was supposed to be the Alshon Jeffrey type situation for Eli this year. Big guy. They dropped it Evan Ingram in the first round. Correct. They put all a bunch of weapons Sterling around him. Sterling Shepard. couldn't do anything. Sterling Shepard injured. Right? It's, it's a mess. How much do you put on that uh, on Eli? I don't put all of it. Our question is, on TSN4Downs on Twitter, at TSN4Downs, myself at AndyMC81, Where would the best landing spot be for Eli Manning in 2018? So he's benched. He's got to go. He's going. Where's the best landing spot? Is it the Jacksonville Jaguars? Tom Coughlin makes a lot of sense. Blake Bortles, they don't want him. You draft a guy and have Eli as somebody who, with that defense? Ooh. You might be able to do some damage with Eli Manning in 2018. But how
3: much money does Eli Manning make next year? Because the Jaguars already have a ton invested in the defense. That's true. You're gonna and Howard to... Hearns is making a ton of money for some reason.
2: You're going to have to look at the salary cap situation. Now, Eli, I believe, is in relative today quarterback dollars reasonable. I think he's at $16 million at a cap hit. Okay. So if, say, Bortles say Bortles next is year, off the he books.
3: Gets, say next year he gets $10, 10 million.
2: Right. Bortles is going to be off the books. So you lose that and he was getting first round money. Oof. Right? That's awful. I I think Bortles, because he was what, third overall pick? Yep. Yeah, that didn't work out too well. So Jacksonville Jaguars, Tom Coughlin. Obviously, they've won Super Bowls together. Makes perfect sense. What about the Denver Broncos? Another Manning going to mile high. That's
3: my pick right there. Work for for Peyton. And he's probably in better health, and he's probably a better quarterback at this stage than Peyton was when he went to, or his last year as a Bronco anyway.
2: And again, they can follow the same formula. Draft a quarterback that you like, keep Simeon or Lynch or whoever you want as a third stringer, and, and off you go. The other option, Arizona Cardinals. Carson Palmer, if he's not done, he's he's probably done. He, he was close, close to being done, done this year.
3: And you're going to get Fitzgerald back for one more year. Yeah, You probably can get another year out of Adrian Peterson. So if you want to win now, it's not They're the, old. They're, they're old. They're the oldest team in the NFL. Oh.
2: They, so... That's the spot I think you'd have. But David Johnson will be back next year. Sure, and the defense is still good. If you can, if you can build, you might have a shot. I think you'd have a better chance with the Broncos or the Jags, or I put it to the last one, Washington Redskins. Kirk Cousins has got to leave there at some interesting. point.
3: Right, he's got to leave at some point. But is he going to go to an NFC East rival? Why not? Redskins never banked on him long-term. Just kind of... Stick uh, it to him. Yeah, I was going to say just another big middle finger to the Giants. Absolutely. He doesn't doesn't seem like that kind of guy that would want
2: that kind of controversy following him every week. Who knows? But if that's the best option. Now, we've seen what the Redskins have been able to do. Thursday night game aside, because the O-line, what, they lost two guys and Kirk Cousins was fumbling the ball all over the place. But they have pieces, if you add a bit more to make some noise... Possibly in the playoffs. So, your options. Jacksonville Jaguars, Denver Broncos, Arizona Cardinals, Washington Redskins. I think the Jags, just because with that defense, like, Squish, that defense is all world. That is a... They're putting up numbers wow. like the,
3: the 2,000 Ravens. Yeah. Like, they're, they're putting up some historical numbers. It's crazy. Six touchdowns this
2: year for that defense. Think of this, too. Tom Coughlin, at the end of his Giants reign, kind of got shoved aside. All Tom Coughlin has done wherever he's gone is win. When were the Jacksonville Jaguars last relevant? When he was there. He got them to the conference championship game. How dare you skip over the David Garrard years. <laughs> 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 hey, they, they took a couple of playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. But Coughlin with the Jaguars made them good. With the Giants he won two Super Bowls. Goes back to the Jaguars who have been a disaster tying the Cleveland Browns with the worst record in the NFL over the last four years. Coughlin comes in Gets a gritty head coach in Doug Marone, and they're going to go to the playoffs. So I think that would be a perfect spot. But between Jacksonville and Denver, I think those are the two most intriguing. I kind of would. I voted Jaguars, but I would like to see Denver just to see if, like, wouldn't that be something? A two just brothers winning the Super Manning Bowls, full circle. Yeah, yeah, that'd be wild. And then Eli would get one up on Peyton. It's like ah, I got one more again. Yeah. Oh, that's true too, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Peyton tag, uh tied him at the buzzer in, in rings, and was able to do that'd that. be amazing. <laughs> Uh, so we got uh, so there's that one. You can vote on uh, on Eli where Eli should uh, should come, and also another one out there at TSN Four Downs at Andy Mc81. Because the fantasy football playoffs are going to start next week, I put out there which player helped you make or miss your NFL fantasy playoff. Which player helped you make or miss your NFL fantasy playoff? I uh, got one here from at CVK76 on Twitter. Said drafting Duke Johnson and plugging him in as my flex all year really helped my cause. Half point PPR. I was going to say it must be a PPR lead. Yep. Half point PPR. Got to like that. Um, let's see. Got one from uh, Jeff Gordon at Fresh Meat24. Jeff. Interesting handle. Uh, Currently sixth, barely. Zerlin and Kamara have made the playoffs possible. Greg Zerlin might be the MVP fantasy
3: this year. Like
2: underrated,
3: like he that guy's automatic ten points every week. It's crazy, and it's a guy no one really talks about.
2: No, right? He's been good the last like three, four years. And what about Kamara? The Ingram Kamara connection of both running backs being able to be standalone option almost unheard of
3: and think about where you probably got him in the draft because you're definitely getting Adrian Peterson before you're drafting sure Alvin you Kamara. Were. Sure so you, you were. If you got Kamara in like the 12th to 13th round, you're laughing. That Skrizz, that's a great point. That could be the value pick of the year depending where you got him. Alvin Kamara could be the value pick I of the year. I would say my pick Russell Wilson might be the value oh. pick of the year too. In my both my leagues mm-hmm. it's 6 points for a touchdown.
2: He's a number one ranked player in both my leagues. He's done it himself. And you don't don't think of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense as being any good this year because they have no offensive line. They have no running backs. Uh, The receivers are pedestrian. They're flash. One week might be Baldwin-Richardson, maybe, Lockett, perhaps. Can't rely on anybody. And then you look at the numbers of Russell Wilson, you're like, oh, oh, he's doing it himself. For me... Uh, I have um, a wasted. Uh, I wasted a high draft pick on Terrell Pryor, made it much more difficult to make the playoffs than it should have been in one of my leagues. Uh, I think he's up there for bust of the year, Terrell Pryor, going to to uh, Washington, and then Chiefs Kareem Hunt got him off waivers in preseason. Yeah, he's he's. You got a he, good head start then, right? He's him. declined a little bit, right? Of course, he's declined, but that hot start. And if you're able to get, and now I, he went from an RB one, I'd say you probably pop him as an RB two right now. But if you're able to get. That type of production, off of waivers, before the season, a check. Well, you probably won your first five
3: weeks. I did. With, <laughs> with that production, and now you're setting the playoffs.
2: Exactly, exactly. So you can get your uh, your vote, and we'll try to read some more tweets a little bit later on, at andymc81, at tsn4downs, and uh, for Scrizzy there, at Scrizzy underscore tsn. So, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Eagles, and swing around the rest of the NFL. NFL Network reporter, James Palmer joins me next here on TSN 4 Downs. Welcome back, TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. We are delivered by Domino's, folks, and it is 50% off time until December the 7th. That's right. Any pizza you order online at dominoes.ca at menu price, half off. Any size, any amount of toppings, whatever you want, 50% off. Gotta love it. Still to come in the show, we'll get into some fantasy football talk with DraftKings analyst Adam Leviton, as well as my own fantasy football sleeper picks and our DraftKings Dominoes contest at draftfree.com or NFL Pick'em Contest, which you can join up on right now. But I chatted a little bit earlier today with NFL Network reporter James Palmer. James, you were born and raised in Philadelphia, so let's start with the Eagles. I don't care how many people were up on Carson Wentz. Nobody could have seen the season that he and this Eagles team is coming. Like, are you thinking that, like, is it time to to realize this is the real deal Uh, because they're still so young? Like, where are you at with how successful the Eagles have been?
0: Oh, well, we can start with Wentz, and and I'm not – I honestly am not surprised. I I may be a little bit surprised that this is happening in year two, and Doug Peterson should get some of the credit for what he's been able to do for catering that offense to something that that makes Carson very successful with a lot of the read option and run and pass he has at the line of scrimmage. But obviously a lot of it goes to Carson as well. When he was coming out in the draft, I mean, I was hearing comparisons to players like Peyton Manning and Dan Marino and and John Elway and that caliber of a player – Coming out in the draft. I mean, when your name's getting thrown around with those guys, um, you know, you you think success is definitely going to be there. But a lot of times, sometimes you know it isn't. And in his case, it happening in year two might be the surprising part. But at the same time, it's it's the way everything is working. That's one of I got them. I got that game again this weekend here uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. And I and and I really just think this team is clicking on both sides of the ball, and it's not just Carson. It's what the defense has been able to do, it's what the front force been able to do, and a secondary that keeps getting better. So, I mean, I, I think they are the best team in football, and it's because they have a deep running back room. Nobody's worn down, and and, and Carson at the line of scrimmage is is just playing like one of the smartest guys like a Tom Brady that's been in the league and seen everything. He's doing it in his second year. That's the surprising part.
2: Yeah, and what I love, too, is that despite having the success, the Philly front office wasn't standing pat. You go out and you get a caliber back like Jay Ajayi. And granted, he hasn't blown the roof off of anybody since getting there, but you add another quality back, which can help take the pressure off of Wentz if needed. And really, I like they're positioned In the NFC, like, I don't know who's going to stop them, right? Like, I I can't point to anybody for sure and say, okay, hey, uh, Philly can definitely not get past that team.
0: Yeah, and I think these two weeks is going to be a great test for them on the road. They're going to Seattle. I'm leaving for Seattle, uh, you know, in a couple of hours, and I'll be there throughout the entire weekend uh, for that game. And then they're going to stay after their game against the Seahawks on Sunday. They're going to stay in Anaheim. And then go against the Rams and stay in California for that entire week. So going against both of those teams on the road, I think that's a great test for them. They've already taken down Carolina, and I, I think I think the way the Saints are playing, that's one of the other teams in my book yeah. that, that really is up there along with the Vikings. But you brought up a Jay Ajayi. I mean, it's you know I talked at length with Garrett Blunt. All these guys, these backs, are fresh as anything come December because they're not having a bulk of carries they're all kind of bell cow backs and all these guys are pretty excited about the way it's going and that secondary was the big question mark heading into this season and now you get a chance to look at the growth that Jalen Mills has made you look at the growth that Ronald Darby has made coming back and how that adds some depth you know Patrick Robinson back there and Malcolm Jenkins probably the MVP of that defense because he plays so many different spots and Jim Schwartz would get a ton of credit. You rush four guys and you get pressure consistently with just four guys, you can do a lot of different yeah. things on the backside, and that's what they been able to do, and and it makes them even more difficult. They're not just great offensively. I mean, they're great defensively, great defensively.
2: Yeah, and I'm with you. I've been saying all year that that Eagles defense has been underrated. It's interesting, though, James, when you look at Jared Goff with the Rams, he has them at 8-3. and three. You have Carson Wentz, and we still – Harken back in general terms, thinking, well, there's no Andrew Luck this year. And, and we go back to that 2012 as like a mythical time of Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin III. Well, RG3's out of the league. Poor Andrew Luck keeps getting destroyed behind that Colts line. He hasn't played all year. We might be starting to, and, and maybe should be, looking at the draft from a couple years ago and say, Hey, remember that Goff-Wentz draft? Like At the time, we, di- we didn't think it would be anywhere close to the caliber of what Luck and RG3 was thought to be.
0: Yeah, I would put Luck as, you know, again, following the draft process. There weren't many people that said Luck wasn't the surefire number one and was going to be a surefire star. There were similar things being said about Carson, but the only difference in Carson was he was coming out of North Dakota State and not coming out of Stanford like Andrew Luck. And then you look at the RG3 situation, and then you can compare that, I guess, in a way, Question marks that were there for Jared Goff. And and some people said he gets hit too much in a conference that doesn't have uh, a whole lot of pass rushers, houses, pocket awareness. Well, I think after the first season, everybody started having some doubts. I mean, there was even talk of the Rams being in the Kirk Cousins mix um, this offseason if Jared Goff wasn't panning out. I mean, that's a pretty quick trigger. (laughs) But at the same time, you get Sean McVay and this group of coaching staff to come in, and it's a whole new offense, and it's a whole new Jared Goff. And I think you're right and what the league is doing – is they're looking for new faces of the league. I mean, Tom Brady, as much as he wants to play to 45, and he might, (laughs) you got to find new, younger faces of the league. You know, him, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, all three of those guys getting up there in age. Who's going to be the new faces? The guys that, you know, Joe Fan that doesn't really follow the NFL knows who they are. And that could be Carson Wentz. That could be Jared and The other name I'll throw into that, it was a short sample size, is Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. So I think if you look at those three guys, that might be the new faces kind of the, of the NFL quarterbacks get more attention, more face time, but obviously it's Odell Beckham Jr., Vaughn Miller, that group. But those three guys might be what we're going to be talking about. If you and I can continue to have this conversation – Maybe twenty years down the line from now. Hopefully, we still have that relationship,
2: right? Absolutely, I think we will, James. I think we will. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good.
0: Good.
2: <laughs> In conversation with James Palmer, national reporter for NFL Network on Twitter at James Palmer TV. You tweeted out. I, I thought a very interesting stat here. Uh, Only Tom Brady has a higher passer rating than Vikings quarterback Case Keenum since Week Ten. Like James, I've been saying all year. You just keep waiting for. For the wheels to fall off of Case Keenum because he's Case Keenum and it just doesn't make sense that he's good, <laughs> right? And, and but he keeps he keeps doing it and now we have to think, all right, well give the guy his due because um, a journeyman who has had this type of resurgence, like I don't even know the comparable. Like it's it's been crazy and that stat line you put up, he's second to Brady. That's wild.
0: Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think he's, he's, you know, I was talking to somebody else on the radio about this in Denver. And the thought process was this, you know, have you given Trevor Simeon enough time, Broncos quarterback, in his second year as a starter to write him off? There's enough people around the league that tell me, you know, this guy's a guy that can be a starter in the NFL and he's only going to get better with more snaps. That was kind of the case with Case Keenum, but not even that much of the case. I mean, he had an unbelievable college career in terms of stats, but everybody thought it was obviously in terms of stats. And I covered Case early in his career when he was with the Texans. I was a beat reporter down there when he started in the league and everybody's always chomping at the bit. Obviously he's a favorite in that state because he grew up and played in that state in college, but he's kind of that gym rat. And the more he stays around and the more he hangs around and the more experience he gets at the NFL level, you just see that things can grow with snaps. I mean, we are too quick to judge the quarterback position in my opinion. I mean, I think the CBA plays a part in that, and I think you know the way contracts are built, if you want to give a guy time you 're not giving him as much time as you used to I mean speaking of denver, john elway didn 't complete sixty percent of his passes until like year eight or nine of his career wow well i don 't think a guy nowadays would get that kind of time to develop and I think there's there 's guys like like case Keenum that if he 's in the right system in the right spot to succeed. You know, he can, and the same thing goes for Trevor Simmons. So that's the, that's the best thing about football, in my opinion. It's not like the NBA, whether you can play or you can't play. It's what fit, what system makes you successful, because you can not be very successful in one system and thrive in another, and you're seeing the same thing in Jared Goff, which we just saw as well, from Fisher's system to McVay's system.
2: Let's swing over to the Kansas City Chiefs here, James. And The hot start. They dethroned the Patriots right out of the gate to, from that perfect season. And then it's been a slow decline. If Kareem Hunt not producing the way it was. Alex Smith looking very ordinary again and calls for Patrick Mahomes. It, it, when fans get a first-round quarterback, they want to see the new toy, right? And it seems like poor Alex Smith might be falling into a similar situation where he was in San Francisco with Kaepernick mm-hmm. behind him. But with the Chiefs, is there... Is there a time you think you go to Mahomes? Like, is it when they're out of the playoffs? Do you, do you try to use him for a spark? Or do you just keep saying, okay, hey, Alex Smith, you got us this far. Let's see how this plays out.
0: Well, if you're out of the playoffs, and I don't think that's going to be a situation that they're in because of the vision yeah, and the way yeah. it's laid out right now. I think the Chargers are probably playing better than anybody else in that division. I don't think anybody will argue with me on that. But if you're out of the playoffs, for sure, I would go with Patrick Mahomes. If you look at where Alex Smith is, he has this year and next year on his contract, and that's it. There's a lot of people, including Alex, that thinks he's done in Kansas City after this season. I would think a great spot for him, if Eli Manning doesn't go there, oh. would be Jacksonville mm-hmm. for him to – I think, thrive in a system that has a great defense and it's based off of the run, and he just has to make a handful of throws. But in terms of Kansas City, you kind of thought Kareem Hunt would eventually hit a rookie wall at some sense. You don't go from Toledo to being the best running back in the NFL, and the way he runs... Very similar to Leonard Fournette, where it's a bruiser, you try to wear down a defense, and when you're a rookie, it's really tough to go through that and run that way as a rookie. I remember talking to Marshall Falk about it, and Marshall just said, These guys are gonna have to learn how to run if they wanna stay in the league. You can't keep plowing over every single guy and think by week twelve, by week thirteen, you're gonna be the same running back you were the first couple of weeks. It's just not it's just not feasible. Now, if there's a coach that can turn things around and keep things Going in his locker room, Andy Reed's definitely one of them. I think they need to find a way to really get the ball moving downfield, something that they were doing early, and, and and Alex was just letting it go. and And now it's like they've kind of gotten back to being a little bit conservative, or he's gotten back to being a little bit conservative. But the one thing that nobody really remembers is – Early on in the season, their defense was never on the field because their offense was eating up so much clock. So nobody's really getting a chance to see that this defense had some serious holes to it. And now that they're having to play some minutes, and you're seeing how to beat the Chiefs defensively. I think that's the thing that's been exposed in this as well. Now they just have to make that counter-adjustment, right? The league's all about adjusting. So now let's see what they do down the stretch here because they can still win the division, but they got to change some things up if they're going to do anything.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be very interesting to see what uh, Darrell Rivas does, right? When he, uh, when yep, he gets yep, a chance. Yep. So. Going back
0: to the Jets. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Going back.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. This week. James, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy the games, and let's do this again soon.
0: Sounds good, Bike. And Bike and like in twenty years too. We talk about having a Brady like career. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. That was James Palmer from NFL Network. What a great dude. At James Palmer TV on Twitter. Does a great job for NFL Network reporting all over the league. We're going to take the break, switch it up to some fantasy football talk. DraftKings analyst Adam Leviton, one of the best in the business. You don't want to miss this for your playoff run and daily tips, all coming up on TSN four downs. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can get us there as well as on the TSN 1050.ca show page. And I always post a link on our Twitter account at AndyMC81 at TSN 4 Downs. If you missed any of my conversation with NFL Network reporter James Palmer, you can check it out there. But now... You know we're delivered by Domino's, folks. And after this show, I can tell you, I'm going to Domino's.ca because it's 50% off week. I'm having Domino's, maybe this whole weekend, 50% off until December 7. Okay, so any size pizza at regular menu price, you order online at Domino's.ca. Go there right now. 50% off week, dominoes.ca. Earlier today, I chatted with DraftKings analyst Adam Leviton as we get you set for your fantasy football playoff push. Adam, let's begin with a uh, three Twitter questions here. They tweeted into uh, at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. And, of course, you can tweet directly at Adam, at Adam Leviton on Twitter. Uh, number one, this one coming from at Low Sprat says, uh, Half PPR league, which RB should I start? Austin Eckler, Amir Abdullah, or Jay Ajayi?
1: Oh man, those are three pretty rough options. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't see Austin. <laughs> I don't see Austin Eckler getting a ton of work behind Melvin Gordon this week. I think the Chargers will have a lead and we've seen Melvin Gordon play a lot more in those situations. Amir Abdullah is, does have a neck injury, but it looks like he's back in practice today, Friday, so it looks like he's going to get cleared. And from a touch perspective, although the matchup is very brutal against Baltimore, I think from a touch perspective, He's probably the best play out of those. Jay obviously, in a 3 man comedian. And also in a tough matchup up at Seattle. So I guess a duel, but quite frankly, those are some rough options.
2: Yeah, those those are pretty tough. Those are pretty tough. Uh, number two. This comes from Joshua on Twitter. Uh, do I gamble and start Jimmy Garoppolo or stick with Alex Smith? Of course, Jimmy G getting the call with C.J. Bethard out in uh, San Francisco. Uh, highly touted in that trade, but is he a, is he worth the risk rather than Alex Smith, who has clearly been on the decline?
3: Yeah,
1: no, I would stick with Alex Smith. and I mean, I have high hopes for Jimmy Garoppolo at some point, but let's be honest, he was with the Patriots. and yep. when you're with the Patriots, you often look way better than perhaps you actually are. And this isn't any kind of cupcake matchup. I mean, going to Chicago uh, is no bargain for any quarterback or pass game. Grapple will also be going there with wide outs, such as Marquis Goodwin and Aldrick Robinson. I mean, he does not have a lot of good weaponry. So I think Alex Smith is pretty clearly uh, the better play, even though he's played poorly lately.
2: And Adam, that's what sometimes you get this time of year. People start to panic a little bit, right? If, let's say, they they need that last push for a playoff spot or they're looking for a bargain on on Daly or something, and just like, well, do I take the chance? It's usually best just to stay calm. And, and use logic. And in this case, I'm with you. Even though Alex Smith has been down, he still offers... At least you, you can guess what Alex Smith can be. We don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo can be in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, and I think the matchup for Alex Smith is better. His weapons are better. And he's probably a, a better player. I mean, If Jimmy Garoppolo ends up having the career that Alex Smith has, I think that the 49ers uh, would be relatively happy. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it's pretty easy Alex Smith there.
2: All right, one more Twitter question for you here, Adam. This is from at Yasin20. Full PPR, should I start Jamal Williams, Kareem Hunt, or Kenyon Drake as my RB2?
1: Hmm, yeah, that's interesting. Um We don't know the status of Aaron Jones as of right now. There's knee injury. if Aaron Jones is out, I would probably lean towards Jamal Williams. We've seen him play upwards of 90% of the snaps and, and really play well. Uh, over the last couple weeks, has a good matchup at home against Tampa. But if Aaron Jones is active, I think I would go with Kareem Hunt. I know it's been a struggle. Lately, he's still an extremely talented player with a touch projection in the 13-18 to range. So, uh, yeah, I think that that he has some good options there. And and I would actually maybe try to find a way to start both
2: Hmm.
1: uh, Kareem Hunt and Jamal Williams if possible.
2: Now, if Jones does play, and we have to think at this point, if it's undecided, it would have to be, likely at a, a somewhat limited capacity. Is Williams still worth playing, or is it too too much up in the air with, with possibly uh, that timeshare?
1: Yeah, so Jamal Williams is not project as a you know very efficient player. I think that he is a guy who would rely heavily on, on volume in order to uh, really stand out. So if he's going to have to share it all, I would probably just forget it with him and, and be off him.
2: All right, uh, those are questions coming to Adam Levitan on Twitter. You can get them at Adam Levitan and us at AndyMC1 at TSN4Downs. All right, Adam, well, let's go to uh, some other storylines here. And you tweeted out, uh, in five full games with Jay Cutler this season, Devontae Parker averaging 8.8 targets. And to leave, of course, is suspended Sunday for, once again, ripping the chain off of Michael Crabtree. Uh, with With Parker being targeted that much, is it's it's so difficult, right, with this Miami offense to know, because like, he gets targets, Landry does, Kenny Stills has been eating in on it. It's it's tricky to decide which of those three to really lean on, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so I think the spot for Devontae Parker is interesting this week, mostly because we'll see Chris Harris on Jarvis Major in the slot. I mean, Chris Harris has been one of the best slots to- in the league for the last three, four, five years, and we know Jarvis who plays almost exclusively in the slots, so uh, they should be looking to the perimeter. And Jay Cutler uh, certainly prefers the third of Devontae Parker, as that target account shows, is better with Matt Moore. So yeah, I mean, Devontae Parker is always going to be thin. He has not come close to realizing his potential. The coaches say he hasn't played hard enough at times. Hasn't played with an edge at times. So it's certainly thin. But he's only forty five hundred uh, on DK, down two K from where he was. Uh, just two weeks ago.
2: Yes, that might be a nice value pickup there. Uh, He also tweeted out, Travis Kelsey immediately after Duds, and you qualify that by fewer than 10 DraftKings fantasy points the last two seasons. And let's just say he bounces back in a big way, and it all kind of circles back to our our conversations of having, uh, whether it's it's, uh, Kareem Hunt, whether it's Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey, the offensive weapons are there. It's just can they rebound? And history would show that Travis Kelsey... Can rebound. Do you like his play in DraftKings this week?
1: Yeah, so, you know, that's the thing about football. Like, one game is such a small sample. Like, everybody's always trying to constantly explain, you know, how did this guy fail? How did that guy do well? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's just a football game. It's a very, very small thing. So, a lot of times, guys are going to play back to their mean over the course of a season. And Travis Kelsey uh, is just a really good player uh, and a focal point of that offense. So, I would certainly expect him to bounce back here. The thing on DraftKings is he's 7,000, and Rob Gronkowski is 7,300. So, you know, it's always difficult to parse between Gronk and Kelsey. Um, I think the ownership, far less people, will be on Kelsey this week, and that kind of makes me lean towards him a little bit.
2: Now, outside of those two, are there any sleeper tight ends that you're you're looking at? Like, Seal Jones comes to mind. He has a tough matchup. Uh, Ricky Seal Jones out of Arizona going up against the Rams. But, boy, he has popped the last couple of weeks.
1: Enough for me to rely on him. Yeah. I, I mean, he's extremely impressive on very limited work. Uh, I think I would prefer Austin and Jenkins. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple touchdowns called back in the last uh, few weeks in that Kansas City Jets game. Uh, I think Hunter Henry against the Browns. It's interesting they've struggled really badly uh, against the tight end position. And, and Jerry Cook, I'm sure a lot of people are probably going to be on, but he gets to face the Giants who have really struggled against tight ends and also no Crabtree uh, and no Amari Cooper. So, yeah, there's a lot of actually tight ends that are interesting this week. I, I wouldn't want to go too, too far uh, off the board.
2: Right, and when, when you look at the Oakland Raiders and, and you mentioned uh, Cook there, Uh, Okay, Crabtree suspended for two games. Amari Cooper, between concussion, ankle and all that. Uh, Seth Roberts is a name that is getting a little bit of quiet buzz, should be slotted into the starting rotation. He's flashed a bit and great value. I think he's under 4000 bucks on DraftKings. Is, Is Seth Roberts or is there any other Raider that you're targeting?
1: Yeah, Seth Roberts is interesting. We know Derek Carr has a lot of trust in him. Uh, Seth Roberts had 21 red zone targets last year, which is just an absolute massive number for a number three receiver, or 1A or 1B receiver, with Cordero Patterson and then Johnny Holton will mix in in three wide sets. So, yeah, I think Seth Roberts at 3,700 in a good matchup against the Giants without Janoris Jenkins is uh, a very solid play. The question is, is Seth Roberts capable, hmm. physically capable of having a huge game? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but uh, you never know, man. I mean, it's football and it's a good matchup. He's going to be playing uh, a ton, and Derek Carr likes him. So, yeah, and there's a lot of ingredients that make Seth Roberts a solid play this week.
2: Yeah, and it comes down to, uh, as well, Adam, when you look at guys who are elevated or have have shown something as a a tertiary option. So those those red zone targets, you want opportunity for your players. Now, the question then becomes, all right, if you get a guy who's used to playing against a nickelback or a safety or, and not the top one or two corners, how does that change their production? And that's really something we don't know until we see them in live action. So I guess it's, it's kind of a combo of, all right, you want to get the opportunities and, and let it fall where it may, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, um, it's difficult to kind of quantify those kind of changes that you're talking about. I think there's certain cornerbacks, like the very top guys, Mm -hmm. that we need to be worried about. And there's certain cornerbacks, like the really atrocious guys, that we should be aware of. The range in that middle is so hard to uh, kind of figure out. So, like, you know, the 10th best cornerback compared to the 70th best may not be that different, but like, you know, Patrick Peterson versus maybe an hour is obviously a huge, huge difference. So, right. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I try to, I try to uh, not go overboard on the cornerback stuff too, too much, but it's always at least worth thinking about.
2: Right, and they're up against a New York Giants team that has many, many issues and distractions, so uh, we'll have to see if they can take advantage of that. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for, for the time. Tell people where they can find you, what you're doing, and uh, plug everything.
1: Yeah, no, just if you go to my Twitter, at Adam Levitan, last name L-E-V-I-T-A-N, you can just find a link uh, to pretty much everything I'm thinking about or everything that I'm working on. I put a link up on there. So so that's kind of the the home base you can use.
2: Awesome, man. That's great. Really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right, take care. Good luck. That was Adam Levitan, DraftKings analyst. We're going to take the break and wrap up with my own DraftKings sleeper picks. Our big three game picks for a busy NFL week 13. And also, I'll let you know how to win some Domino's Pizza in our Draft Kings contest. A lot more coming up here on TSN Four Downs.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a draft class guy, um, you know, tremendous football player. Uh, I think the way he handled everything shows uh, the type of person he is. I just have so much respect for his dependability, for his consistency, for his toughness. You know, that's really everything you want in an NFL player. And I think Eli has always provided that for the teams. I honestly thought it was pathetic. He's been out there 210 straight games with no telling how many bumps and bruises and injuries for his team. It's hard. It's been a hard, uh,
3: you know, hard day to handle this, but, uh, you know, hanging there and figure it out. The
0: the the hardest team,
3: things yet.
2: you got in the uh, It's up there. Yeah. That was Eli Manning and his cohorts from around the league I love Phil Rivers Just not holding back Remember those two drafted, right? Same year and then traded for one another Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs As we get ready for week 13 in the National Football League I'm Andy McNamara Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81, the show at TSN4Downs. We're delivered by Domino's. Guys, till December 7, 50% off week. That should be enough. That's all I have to tell you. 50% off any reg- menu price pizza at Domino's.ca. When you order online, Domino's.ca, 50% off any pizza. Go there right now. Okay, uh, lots to get to in the next few minutes here. I want to have one uh, Twitter question, and remember, you can tweet me, I do my best to get back to it, uh, using hashtag AskAndy and at AndyMC81 for your fantasy football questions. This coming from at 92 underscore B Crosby says, hashtag AskAndy, uh, Dynasty League second flex spot Corey Davis or Josh Gordon? And boy, it's tough to think when you, when you look at if you're going long term to trust Josh Gordon, uh, producer Mike at Corey Davis, the upside is there, of course. However, if I'm, uh, I'm going to take this in two parts. If I'm looking now, like the week as far as playing this week, Corey Davis has underperformed on double digit fantasy projections the past four weeks in a row. Gordon, the last time he missed a large chunk of games, he came back with eight catches and a touchdown and he's in better shape. And supposedly he's not going to be high or drunk for the first time in his career, when playing, so he's going to be worse. How? B- <laughs> he's got like he's, no. He hasn't five. played sober in, like ever. You Why? You ever? Think he's going to be good. He is a physical freak show, Skriz. And, and he's motivated and he's playing for money. He's broke, man. He hasn't played his he, his last NFL he's, regular he's season game. He's making ten grand a month selling weed. You not see <laughs> that? That was article? in high school. I'm sure he spent that, Skriz. I don't uh, think he's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's tucked away. Maybe in he'll some... buy some Domino's pizza. <laughs> you don't need that much. Fifty percent off. That's it. But for Josh Gordon, his last regular season game was over a 1,000 days ago. Think about that. So if I'm going this week, I'm playing Josh Gordon because I think that upside is there. The Browns have no other options really outside of Corey Coleman who dropped the touchdown pass last week. They're going to force him the ball and he's going to get his. Long term though, if we're talking dynasty, I can't trust Josh Gordon long term. He's one sip of booze away from being banned lifetime. So out of those, I would go Corey Davis. But if we're talking this week, uh, definitely Josh Gordon. Uh, some sleeper picks for you, and you can get them all uh, that I post at DK Playbook on DraftKings.com. You go to the DK Playbook section. I tweeted out as well at Andy to One couple for you. I'm really liking DD Westbrook for the Jaguars. His only competition with all the injuries, Marquise Lee. I know Blake Bortles stinks. I realize that. But he still puts up decent fantasy numbers, and DD Westbrook has been seeing. A rise in target. 16 total in the last two games. They keep going to him. He's a rookie. He's lean, but he's super quick, and he's got some size to him as far as height. Six feet, he can go up and get the ball. So I like him as a WR3 or a flex. Also running back, Devontae Booker. Running back for the Broncos. He is slotted in as the future running back in that backfield for Denver. So C.J. Anderson's workload has decreased the last couple weeks. Booker has gone up. They're going to be giving him a look and touches Means opportunity means possible fantasy points, and if you're playing daily, he's forty-one hundred bucks, and you can probably get either Booker and/or Westbrook on your waiver wire if you're looking to slot somebody in there. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Skriz, let's go through a couple games here uh, in the Big Three uh, this week. It's it's very interesting. I want to start with the Sunday nighter, and this is the test. This is a big test to me for Carson Wentz and the Eagles into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Two of the most prolific fantasy point producing quarterbacks, but the Eagles if you go in and you dominate the Seahawks in that 12 right, with the 12s all around, that sound there's no doubt that you're the real deal. There's no doubt.
3: Seahawks defense against that O-line and there's no Richard Sherman and the defense has injuries as well. This should be an easy win for Philadelphia.
2: Legion of Boom is not itself, but it's still a tough place to play. Remember, Carson Wentz, this is a second year quarterback. How many atmospheres playing in North Dakota I Has he faced? That's going to have the I don't care the largest, the loudest decibel.
3: I've watched plenty of Seahawks games this year because <laughs> I have Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Yeah, and I just Philly is on another level right now. This is not the Seahawks team that we're used to. I don't care about the home field advantage. Philly by five. Do you
2: like it? Yes, I'm taking Philadelphia. I'll do as well. I think they win by a touchdown, but I think it'll be a tough test. Uh, Monday nighter: Steelers at Bengals. People, oh, Joe, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's the real deal. Guys, do not get hooked when a team plays the Browns and have a big output. Everybody does that. I'm predicting, my bold prediction, is Joe Mixon will not rush for 100 yards in a single game the rest of this year. That's my bold prediction. Oh, that's pretty bold. That's my bold prediction. Oh, he did that against the Browns, Eddie. So what? Squiz could get 40 yards against the, against the Browns. Oh, yeah. I'm a great north to south runner. <laughs> You get concussed instantly. Oh, uh, it's in Cincinnati though, and the Steelers have a tendency when they're in games that they're supposed to win and they have a, and they're in a comfortable spot, which they are at nine and two, to drop the ball. Pittsburgh only favored by four and a half, which I think is telling. However, I'm still going Steelers, and I think they cover, but it'll it'll be single digits. Juju comes
3: back this week, which Juju is big smart. for the Steelers. Shuster. Yep. Um, Cincinnati is just not a very good team. No, they're not. The Steelers have been playing to their competition. like That's well documented. However, a division rival, they want to keep pace with the Patriots because they want home field advantage for the playoffs. Four and a half. It's not, it's not a big number. I'm going to take the Steelers on this one.
2: We should have an over-under on the amount of fines Vontae's Perfect is going to get in this game. Ooh, over out 1.5. I'll take the one over. One for pushing a ref. <laughs> One for stepping on a guy's neck with his cleats. There you yeah. go. That's, that's the perfect uh, hat trick. Well, one more real quick here. Panthers at Saints, 8-3 and three and 8-3 and three in the division. Oh, my. It's in New Orleans. I'm still not buying Cam Newton, guys. I'm not buying it. The defense of the Saints is improved. You got the double tandem of Ingram and Kamara. Give me the Saints. They say by five, and I will take that spread too.
3: I don't know this yet. I'm a bad producer. I probably should look this up. Are the Saints corners playing this week? Ooh, they weren't last week.
2: I know. They weren't last week. At the very least, they'll be. And
3: the Rams did pretty well against that Saints
2: defense. At the very least, they'll be a little bit banged up. I'm still going to. Cam needs his legs too much. He needs his legs too much, and I'm not taking that. I'm Uh, on the Panthers. You're going to the Panthers? I'll go the Saints. Real quick, our DraftKings will go through two tiers here because we're up against the clock. Uh, draftfree.com is our Domino's DraftKings contest. Guys, you can enter for free. Domino's Pizza Grand Prize and then cash payouts for spots one to uh, for two to forty-eight. So jump in, play head-to-head against Scriz and I. This is how it works. You pick which player in each group you think will have the best week. And that's it. And if you do it and it adds up in the PPR format on DraftKings, then you win. So tier one, Hopkins, Fournette, Thielen or Cooks. I'll take Thielen. Um, for Minnesota, although Fournette looks pretty juicy against that Indy defense, but I'll go I'll go Thielen.
3: DeAndre Hopkins. You go Hopkins? Yes, he kills the Titans
2: every week. Savage? I don't care. He Woo! kills them. Look what he doing against All Baltimore, right. and All Baltimore's right. a much better defense than Tennessee. I don't know if I want to bet on Savage, but okay. Uh, so you go Hopkins. I'll go Thielen. Uh, last one here. McCoy, Kelsey, Gronkowski, or Evans. Give me Kelsey in a bounce-back game. I'll take Gronkowski just because... It's He's against an Buffalo, and he kills them. Yeah. Exactly. I don't hate that. There's eight tiers, so that's what you do. Draftfree.com. Draftfree.com. Go head-to-head. Win some prizes, guys. It's free to enter. Have some fun with us. Let us know how you do. Thank you so much to our guests. For producer Mike Skryzniak, I'm Andy McNamara. Get us on Twitter, at AndyMCD1 at TSN4Downs. You've been listening to TSN4Downs across the TSN radio network.